Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday. My name is Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Um, if you have first time tuning into the show, a little bit about me, and then I'll talk a little bit about the format of our show today. I am a professional astrologer and navigational consultant of expertise in a lot of different areas, astrology, uh, numerology, tarot, animal cards, runestones, all kinds of different oracles that I work with. I do have a business, uh, and I've been doing it for many, many years, home office in Phoenix, and I do phone sessions with clients as well for anyone out of area. Any info you'd like on setting up a session, uh, go to my website, jimventura.com, and you can get some information there. And uh, if you do check up, sometimes I have specials, like I have one running now for $20 off, uh, 45-minute longer readings for new clients. So check that out if that is something of interest to you. I'm also a published author and obviously a blog columnist, and that's what today's show is. We've got a couple of different formats for our radio shows. This is the uh, our first of the month, even though technically it's the seventh. Uh, Thursday radio show. I generally operate most Thursdays. And uh, this particular show today is a live column read um, and then subsequent discussion about that particular column to follow. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, uh, email me at VenturaSage, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at Yahoo.com. If you'd like to be added to the mailing list again, you'll be able to read the column in advance. A once-a-month column, blind copied out, so no one gets your email address, and uh, you'll be able to take advantage of specials and all kinds of good information that comes through on my monthly column. So today's show is a live column read. I'm going to read this month's uh, brand new snake oil, and then I'm going to talk a bit about it. Um, I-, I can see I already got a couple of callers in the in the docket here, uh, guys. Unfortunately, it's improbable that I'm going to get to the phones today. We have a lot of information to cover. In today's show, uh, maybe toward the end of it, it's only a 45-minute show, I might be able to get one or two calls in, but um, I'll be honest with you, um, the first of the month column read shows are really about the subject of the column, so uh, I'm going to stick to that format for the most part, unless we have some extra time, so I probably will not get to the phones today. Um, if you are looking for the mini-reads, the shows you want to click on for those and call in on are my Astrology and Listener's Choice shows. I'll have another one of those on November 21st. So uh, if you do a little I like on my uh, Facebook fan page, you know, in the chat room, you can see that. Or through Blog Talk, you'll be able to get updates on when the shows are. So those are the shows you want to call in for when you want a mini reading. So, yeah, guys, not likely to get to the phones today. We'll see if there's any time toward the end. But uh, I cannot promise anything, and I'm more likely letting you know that I probably will not be able to do it. Um, lots and lots to cover on today's show. Okay, so let's start um, by diving in and talking. Uh, first, I want to do a live read of my current column. And uh, then again, we'll talk a bit about it. Um, you know, for a lot of you, you're probably going to get quite a bit out of um, the column. Uh, and that's so it's going to answer specific questions for you, but it'll give you a lot of insight into things. And uh, again, it's another reason I recommend people sign up for my monthly newsletter because I'm often told that that I have a tendency to sort of write about subjects and things that really um, click for people. So, okay, so this month's column is called this month's snake oil is called Energizer Bunny. I've always been very loyal to my friends and the people that I care about. 
I have a number of friendships that have been part of my life for decades now. Consistent commitment is something that is quite natural for me. The majority of friends that I have have lost over the years either sabotaged our relationship or wandered away for their own unique reasons that I don't take personally. Life and the people in ours change. And I comfortably recognize that not every friendship or relationship is meant to last for an entire lifetime. Most of the jobs I've had had lasted many years. I have some regular clients that I've consistently worked with for over a decade now. I've been doing this column since 2003. I now have over 100 columns. I've been doing navigational consultations for a living for over 20 years now. My skills in this area have grown and become more polished. Some people mistakenly think that I do things this way because I'm stubborn. Stubbornness is a fear of change, and I have no fear of change. I know that change is a natural part of life and more often than not a good thing. The truth is I'm hardwired to be perseverant. If, I, if I'm pointed in a specific direction and I like that direction, I'm a bit like an energizer bunny who just keeps going and going. The first time I realized I was in perseverance mode was when I was 22. I was studying an amazing series of channel books called the Michael Material. The Michael Material pinpoints how seven different soul ages, life goals, modes, attitudes, chief negative features, and other aspects of human personality operate. All human beings have one of seven types of modus operandi, the way we achieve our goals. Our modus set at birth, pretty much part of our astrology or overleaves, and the way we accomplish things for an entire lifetime. While reading about the seven possible modes, perseverance made the most sense to me. The positive pole of perseverance is persistence. Its negative pole is immutability. About a year of Michael's study, I was able to pinpoint my specific mode, and I had an actual Michael channeler who reconfirmed this. Even though there are seven different types of modes for accomplishing goals, the most common one is actually observation mode. About 55% of the world's population is in observation mode. The positive pole of observation mode is clarity. The negative pole is surveillance. When there's an accident or incident on the side of the road and it seems that most drivers have an obsessive need to slow down and make sure they see exactly what has occurred and further slow down traffic movement is a great example of how common this mode is. The sometimes obsessive popularity of television and sporting events are other examples of how widespread this mode is among the general population. One of the benefits of observation mode is that it can slide into any of the other six available modes, and perseverance is one of the places it can slide to. The other five modus operandi are caution, mode, with its positive pole being deliberation and its negative pole of phobia. Power mode with its positive pole of authority and its negative pole of oppression. Reserve mode, with its positive pole of restraint and its negative pole of inhibition. Passion mode, with its positive pole of self-actualization and its negative pole of identification. Aggression mode, with its positive pole of dynamism and its negative pole of belligerence. If you can see yourself sometimes using some or all of the listed modes from time to time, you're probably a person in observation mode who slides.
Perseverance mode is all about staying on track. It's frequently chosen by our higher self to give one the ability to accomplish long-term goals and to pay off karmic debts. There are some definite perks to having access to this mode. I work out and go to the gym four days a week, even when I don't feel like going. My perseverance mode and tendency to be comfortable with routine overrides my laziness. Perseverance has helped me develop a very healthy, fit body. When people in perseverance mode commit to a specific specific direction, we truly commit. Because perseverance enables one to stay on a path, we're able to plow forward through mistakes and learn how to inevitably make less mistakes. We can truly become experts because we dissolve obstacles with repeated efforts. Perseverance mode people can seem very much like brave warriors who remain undaunted in the battles of life. We are less likely to give up no matter how difficult something is. Even physical illness will not stop someone in perseverance mode. One of the most common mistakes human beings make is the tendency to give up, quit, or pull back in fear, right as they're about to move to a new level of internal or external success. Perseverance gives one the persistence to follow through and to not waver. There are some negative aspects to this mode. I know this firsthand. I sometimes get caught in the negative pole and trap of immutability. When I was younger, I stayed in a few unfulfilling and even abusive relationships because even though I was unhappy, I still stayed committed. I held on to jobs for months longer than necessary because even though I was no longer fulfilled, I was both comfortable, comfortably and uncomfortably used to them. The choo-choo train of perseverance tends to stay on track and keep moving even if the track is running off a cliff. While I know that beliefs form our reality, I have had difficulty shaking and letting go of negative beliefs, even when I knew that they were only leading to unhappiness. Old, unproductive habits can be difficult to let go of with this modus operandi. I've overindulged more than a few times with ice cream and other physical pleasures that tasted good but were not beneficial to me in the long run. I would keep indulging because I just wanted to get rid of it. Dissolving bad habits can be a challenge when you're in perseverance mode. Thankfully, even with the negative pole aspects of this mode, when perseverance leaves a bad relationship or toxic situation behind, it will never return to it. We can choose to commit to a better road. We just have to recognize that it's a wrong road and have the willingness to put ourselves on a better track. If your modus operandi is not observation mode, perseverance, or aggression mode, Aggression mode is able to slide to perseverance mode as well. Then you'll still benefit by committing to using some perseverance in your life. Commitment can be extremely attractive quality in relationships, family, and work environments. Perseverance appears to be a type of loyalty that can seem quite chivalrous to others. Proper use of perseverance can make us respond to things like a trained athlete who knows when it's time to step up one's efforts and when it's time to take a needed rest. Wise use of discernment combined with persistence is a powerful combination. Being discerning is knowing when to stop following a path that is leading to a potential blind alley. When you choose a goal or course of action that is the potential for real success, a dash of perseverance can help you commit your Energizer Bunny self to it and keep going and going and going. Okay, so that was my live column read. Thank you for listening to that. If you're already getting my monthly column. You may have already read my column.
But again, I like to uh, take one show each month and really, really focus on the specifics of the column. So before I kind of launch into talking a bit more about this and what I'm going to do in today's show is I'm going to talk more about people's modus operandi and how you guys can identify your modus operandi because when you understand the difference in the positive and negative poles and understand the concept of sliding, um, it really will be a big help to you. Uh, you know, that's the thing that, that kind of amazes me sometimes. Sometimes people don't know the difference in a positive and negative pole. Uh, you know, so it's, I'll, I'll do my best to kind of explain that to you guys today. But, you know, I have to mention this real quick because we're at the tail end of a uh, Mercury uh, retrograde in Scorpio. Sunday, I believe, is when uh, Mercury goes direct again. So, oh, this one has been a doozy. Mercury rules the way we think, communicate, express ourselves, and uh, it has been, uh, you know, typically when Mercury goes retrograde for a couple of weeks, uh, uh, about three or four times a year, um, you'll kind of get a lot of screwed up communications and and mistakes and information and computer issues and, and all kinds of uh, misconnections and people from your past resurfacing and old issues, you know, coming back up to be looked at again. And, oh, God, you know what I mean? It's, that's pretty standard stuff for Mercury Retrograde. It's very, um, uh, can be a little frustrating, but usually purposeful. And this one's been in Scorpio. So it's really bringing up a lot of issues about kind of deep stuff for people. Um, you know, control issues, where you have power, where you don't have power, where you uh, influence, where you feel manipulated, um, you know, some, you know, illness issues in some cases and life and death stuff and, um, you know, just the deeper aspects of life come up during a Scorpio retrograde. So, uh, yeah, this one's been a doozy. So I, I can actually say normally retrogrades don't get me too much. I will be very happy when this goes forward again. Um, all kinds of computer stuff and Yahoo changed its format, which is making me nuts. I don't like the way uh, the, the mail system works now. And, oh, God, I mean, just all kinds of, like, stuff that's been kind of coming my way. So uh, a lot of people are going through similar things. So good news is a couple more days, guys, and this will go forward. You'll typically kind of notice that retrogrades almost get, like, really notably obnoxious a few days before the direct time comes. So we're right in the heart of that. Uh, that magic of it, just making itself clear that it's backwards, so to speak. Okay, wanted to mention that because the astrology show that I'm doing next will be on November 21st, and the retrograde will be over. I may talk a bit about it then. Uh, and again, I'll remind all my people interested in calling. I will not probably take calls today because uh, we have a lot of material to cover, and I want to stay on track with that. But um, uh, maybe at the end, but uh, otherwise call in on the 21st. Next week, by the way, I have an interview show with uh, Giovanna Kennedy, who is a uh, intimacy relationship, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I have to use the right words here. I don't want to say a sex coach, but to some extent that's what she does. She works with people in helping them move through uh, sexual and energetic emotional blocks. So uh, that's going to be a cool show. Check that out next week and the following week I'll be here. I'm doing my astrology listener choice show, and I'll be able to take some live calls. Okay, so anyway, what we did, what I've been talking about so far is uh, we have been talking a bit about people's modus operandi. Um, this piece, Energizer Bunny, that I wrote, is, of course, is talking about my modus operandi, which is perseverance mode. Um, as I said in the piece, um, the most common modus operandi by at least a little over 50% of the population 
is actually observation mode. So your modus operandi is the way you achieve your goals. It's what you, what, the way you do things to achieve um, whatever your goals are. Now, this all comes from a system of channel books called the Michael Material. I will, I've talked about this on past shows. I will talk about it more on future shows. Um, but today's, uh, you know, so there are actually a number of components to the material. There are seven goals that people have, some more common than others, um, seven modus operandi that people have, um, seven attitudes, way we look at or see life, um, seven fears, chief negative features that um, are, we're capable of, um, seven forms of centering. So there's a number of different components to uh, the Michael material. Uh, I want to talk today, of course, again, just about the modus operandi because I cannot possibly get all this information in one show, but at least I can get this to you. So, again, the mode is the way you achieve your goals. So whatever your specific goal is, and, you know, there are, the seven goals are kind of, I mean, like the, there's the goal of growth, there's a goal of acceptance, there's a goal of discrimination, there's a goal of, um, of, uh, of, of, of uh, flow, um, you know, there's a goal of, sub, of submission, there's a goal of dominance. Uh, so there's a number of different goals that we have. The most common of the goals are uh, growth and acceptance, by the way. But, you know, rather than even think about that at this point in the game, let's talk a bit about the modes and to understand that think of a goal as anything that you're attempting to accomplish. So any, anything that you set into motion. The way you're going to tend to do it is through, of course, your modus operandi. Now, this is all set at birth, by the way, guys. It's, you know, it's very similar. Uh, the Michael material is sort of like looking at an astrology chart as well, too. You don't have to look at an astrology chart to do it, but you'll see similar patterns within it. So the uh, mode is really largely set at birth. So the reason that observation mode is the most common of modes is because it is the modus operandi that gives the most leeway. People in observation mode can slide into the other six modes. And what, it, what I mean by sliding is that you have the capability of using a different modus operandi temporarily to get you back, potentially, to the positive pole of observation mode, which is clarity. So you're able to do it. You won't stay in it. So even when I wrote this piece, a lot of my listeners, a lot of my readers are going to be in observation mode. So um, it's just that reminder that you can go there, um, you can go into perseverance mode and use it. Now, if your modus operandi is something else, like, um, for instance, a less common one than observation mode, um, like caution mode, for instance, um, you're not going to naturally really resonate with perseverance mode. Um, you can, but it will seem somewhat off-kilter from the way you tend to operate. And I'll explain that in a little bit more detail in just a moment here. But um, because, again, the majority of population is in observation, that gives one leeway. Um, I mentioned in the piece also people in aggression mode have access to perseverance mode as well, too. So I'll explain all of that in just a moment. So let's talk about observation mode since it's so common. Positive pole of observation mode, of course, is clarity. So people in observation mode tend to kind of really enjoy that attribute of, uh, of you know, when you get those ahas, that, those awareness, when things become clear to you, when you understand something, 
observation um, really thrives on that concept of really connecting and seeing and, again, gaining clarity. Um, so, again, I kind of call it the aha. So the gift is people in observation, of course, have the ability to, to observe things in order to learn. And I joked about it when I read the piece, of course, that um, me not necessarily being in observation mode, <laughs> um, yeah, every time there's like an accident on the side of the road, like to me, I actually tend to sort of speed up to pass by it more quickly, where I just notice so many people will slow down, and they just need to like see what happened in, in, in great detail and, and, and become really, really almost like, you know, I think that would slide into caution to some extent too, and be overly cautious about passing it. Um, where to me, you know, opportunity to move past it faster. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's not an uncommon dynamic for people in, in observation mode. It is that, that urge to study, to see, um, and to uh, gain clarity um, on what you're perceiving is very, very important. So that's why it's still a positive, positive pole. Now, of course, let's talk about the negative pole. Now, the negative pole is, you know, everything has a positive and negative pole. Just like in astrology, signs have positive aspects of them, and then they have their crappy side. The same thing with the Michael material when we talk about it from this angle. The negative pole of observation mode is surveillance. And really what surveillance is, is you're not just observing something to learn, to study, and to understand it. You're actually becoming compulsive about it, almost obsessively. You know, I remember years ago I have a brother that's in observation mode, understandably. He slides a lot to perseverance mode. Uh, and... Uh, he, uh, he was going through a difficult relationship experience, and he feared his wife was cheating on him, and he became like kind of the detective of compulsion, paying attention to everything she said and did, and, and he, he would notice that you know, she'd throw away her cell phone bills so he couldn't you know, really see who she was necessarily talking to. And you know, At one point, we were having a conversation, and he told me that he had gone through the garbage and pulled out the cell phone bill, and cleaned off the coffee grinds in order to see that he did think she was talking to a lot of different men and possibly cheating. Now, that's a terrible experience. I get it. But uh, I even had to say to him, I was like, dude, uh, I mean, you're turning into cuckoo here, man. You know what I mean? The surveillance. You're like, uh, you know, you've gone into detective mode. And I think when you have that much doubt and that much fear around any subject, that's when you've got to really look at whether this commitment is working for you in the long run. You know, so... Uh, that's kind of the trap. In a more extreme way of surveillance mode, it can be, you know, you know, I catch this a lot, you know, because I, uh, again, on many of the shows, I take live calls and uh, people ask questions, and I love doing that, by the way, guys. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not going to probably get to any today, but I do enjoy doing it, so do not hesitate to do it. I just know I don't do that many of them. I know sometimes it's hard for you guys to get in and get them, but... What I can catch, and I've seen this in myself and in other people very, very commonly, is sometimes it's like the issue that you're dealing with is such a struggle that you can't stop focusing on it. And, you know, people will call and they've got financial issues or career issues or relationship issues. And, of course, you know, I mean, remember, we're not perfect. We're human beings. We, we have challenges. We've got growth. We've got things that we move through. But it can be hard to almost get someone to see around the blockade, because, again, I think for many people, that negative pole of surveillance becomes this consumed thing about really paying attention and analyzing and, and just becoming compulsive about whatever area is happening in your life, unfortunately, including the bad ones. And in terms of reality creating and manifestation, you know, the more you focus on something, of course, in essence, the more you, in many respects, keep recreating it. 
you know, there's no break from it in that sense. So that's what surveillance is. It, you know, catch yourself if you are a person in observation mode. And again, the way to, if you, when I read that list, I'm going to talk about some of the other modes in just a few minutes here. When I read that list, if you're finding yourself connecting with three of those or four of those, or, you know, you're probably a person in observation mode. Because for the most part, when you, the other modes that we'll talk about in a few minutes here, they, are, they really only have access to one other mode, the one that sits next to it. And I'll explain that again in a minute. Um, so you, you tend to be sort of consistent about the way you do it. Observation mode does have the benefit of slide capacity, meaning that you are able to access the other modes. You'll usually have a few landing spots, places that you tend to go to more commonly than others. So some people in observation mode may actually tend to slide into perseverance mode. That's how my brother is. That one I mentioned before. He's definitely in observation mode, but he did, he's a slider, and he tends to kind of really hit into perseverance more than anything else. But again, still primarily being in observation mode. So let's talk about some of the other modes. Um, this way you can identify these in yourself, the people around you. And this is, again, what I call good work. This is a, one of the benefits um, that I think is very truly connected with astrology and also the Michael material that I'm talking about because when you understand the positive negative poles in yourself, you can choose to focus more from the positive poles. Ergo, your life will go better. You also can understand the positive negative poles in the people around us so that we're not so frustrated. Listen, people are, have different types of wirings. They have different types of astrology. You know, a person who's in uh, perseverance mode is going to operate very differently from someone who's in cautious mode. So we all kind of have that tendency to want to sort of push at other people to get, to follow our way of doing it, <laughs> which is, again, for the most part, is not going to happen. Uh, it depended on, on what your wiring is. So let's talk about the other uh, modus operandi. Obviously, in the piece, I talked about perseverance. I won't go into that so much. So um, uh, another modus operandi that a person could have is caution mode. Now, caution mode has its positive pole as deliberation and its negative pole being phobia. So the deliberation part as a positive pole is people in caution mode tend to be really painstakingly particular. They are very, very thorough in the way that they do things. Um, I have a sister in caution mode, and I once remember um, we got a rent-a-car together. We were on vacation, and uh, watching her check the mirrors, check the lighting, you know, she just had to do about 1,042 checks before she pulled the car out of the parking lot. <laughs> it was awesome, but I had to laugh because it was, you know, it was a line between deliberation and phobia to me. She was so afraid she might be doing it wrong, but she's also just deliberate in her approach to things. She's very particular. So the deliberation part, of course, is good for caution mode because you do. That, that, that painstaking way of doing things makes you tend to do things well. The negative pole of phobia, of course, is also, you know, if you've gone through a hurt or a difficulty or a problem, it can be really difficult to shake it. You become phobic, or if it's, uh, you know, it's something you've never done before, you can get really overly nervous about it in a way where you're phobic and scared. You know, I mean, I've talked to people in caution mode and counseling sessions where they've been married for years and now they're single, and they're just terrified to even date again. They're just phobic about it. You're like, dude, it's just dating. You know, you go out, you meet someone for coffee, you have dinner with them, you, you like them, great, you see where it goes, you don't like them, then you have a funny story to tell about the horrible date that you had. <laughs> you know, it depends how you want to look at it. So the paired mode, 
with caution, I'll explain the pairing in a minute, is power mode. Another, you know, probably about 8% of the population, 7% has this modus operandi. Its positive pole is authority, and its negative pole is oppression. You know, how do you know if you have a pers- you're in power mode? Well, it's obvious because you're often an authority about things. The positive side is you can become an expert in a way and be very much a leader and very strong and very charismatic with people in that sense. Uh, you're able to use power in a very productive, beneficial way, and you don't hesitate to take over when necessary and, and take care of what needs to be done. So that's one of the things that's a, the, the, the beauty behind power mode. Um, its negative pole, though, is oppression. And people in power mode sometimes will get caught in this trap of really almost, um, it's like putting their thumb on people and things in order to control them. Um, uh, it's, it, it's difficult because sometimes the oppression is toward other people. Sometimes it's toward yourself uh, as well. And in either case, it's not a natural flow. You're not coming from a place of authority and healthy power. You're coming from a place of fear, which is in order to kind of oppress or hold others back or yourself. Now, when I mention that these things are paired, what I mean by that is people in caution mode will slide over to power mode from time to time, and people in power mode will slide over to caution mode. So here's a little trick to the Michael system that's of value. Whenever you're getting caught in the negative pole of your mode, you go to the positive pole of the paired mode. So if you're in caution mode and you're getting caught in phobia, if you go to the positive pole of power mode and move to authority on something, you move out of your negative pole. Same thing with power mode. If you're getting caught up in the trap of oppressing yourself or others, become deliberate. Go to the positive pole of caution and become very painstaking and deliberate about how you do things, and that will get you out of that negative pole. Okay, the next two, inspiration axis, um, are reserve mode and passion mode. Again, we're looking at 5 6 7% of the population. These kind of divvy up toward... Um, Reserve mode has its positive pole being restraint and its negative pole being inhibition. So people in reserve mode, you get a lot of people that are like very, very good at withholding energy in a healthy way. Ballerinas, um, concert performers at some levels, like pianists and um, uh, uh, people that are very, have very particular talents and abilities in that sense. So reserve, reserve mode is all about not overexpressing yourself. It's restraining yourself. Uh, people in reserve mode, the positive pole of the course is restraint. They also tend to have class. You know, there's a classiness about them. I worked in a, in a French restaurant years ago for a German woman who was clearly in reserve mode, uh, and uh, she was. She was very classy. She's very well put together. But the negative pole, inhibition. And I would catch that in her, too. There were areas where she just wouldn't go there. And if she didn't know something or wasn't comfortable with it, you can feel that energy of her being very inhibited around it in that sense. Her uh, husband was a French chef who would go screaming at us from time to time. This was back in my 20s. An attack, and she would just go into kind of a meltdown because she didn't know how to handle his attacks toward us. She really, you know, um, she was not her... Screaming and yelling was pretty much unheard of. Most people in, in reservation mode are not going to do those kind of performances, you know. It's not wired for it. And then there's passion mode. Now, I always use Robin Williams as a great example of this modus operandi, um, someone clearly in the mode of passion. Um, it's positive pole is self-actualization. Self-actualization. It's negative pole is identification. 
So people in passion mode, how do you know if you're in passion mode or you're around someone in passion mode? Because they're just a ball of energy and vitality and life force. Uh, they are just passionate about everything that they do. They have a lot of vitality. They have a lot of energy. They are very excited about things. Um, they can be very self-actualized. There's often a likability about them or something charming because they're very full of life itself in that sense. That's what you see with people in passion mode. They typically are very passionate. Um, so Robin Williams, again, great example of someone clearly in passion mode if you watch him perform. He just loves what he does. He loves how he is. Do you know what I mean? There's something very, very powerful about passion mode. Negative pole is identification. And I actually dated someone years ago with this modus operandi, and I always remember this because uh, he had a, a passion mode, and um, it was an artist. So very talented artist, but when the work he did wasn't good or he didn't like it or he was unhappy with something he was doing and, and, or it failed, he failed. He over-identified with it. It wasn't just the art that was not working or one of his better pieces. It was him failing as a human being. So, you know, if a relationship went wrong, he failed. Uh, a job was going poorly, he was failing in it. And that's what people in passion mode get trapped in. The negative pole is identifying too much with the things that we're doing in a way where we cannot separate ourselves from an event or a circumstance or a situation. Now, again, here's the interesting part. Uh, people in passion mode will sometimes slide to reservation mode, and people in reservation mode will sometimes slide into passion mode. You know, you can, the classic person in reserve mode who goes to the party at your office and ends up dancing on the tabletops with a lampshade and everyone can't believe it because she's normally so repressed is <laughs> a great example of a, of a slide over into passion mode. And, and people in passion mode can sometimes demonstrate that, that, really, that beautiful quality of reservation mode, of, of, of that restrained energy in a healthy kind of a way. Okay, so... The other two are um, perseverance mode and aggression. Now, I've talked a lot about perseverance mode. That's kind of the point of the piece of Energizer Bunny because that's me. I'm in perseverance mode with along with about another, about 5% of the population. Not a common modus operandi. Its positive pole is persistence. Its negative is immutability. So, you know, if you're in perseverance mode, you're the Energizer Bunny. You just kind of stick to things and you keep on them and, I mean, I'm definitely, I wrote that piece, and it's very true for me. I've always been that way. I really don't fall down. Um, you, know, I'm, I, I, you know, I can actually say, you'll, you'll probably find this humorous, but I've never called in sick for a job in my life. Um, I'll go to work dying, so to speak, if that's because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and uh, even sometimes I'll have clients that book sessions with me, and they're a little nervous about double-checking to make sure I'm going to be there. And it's like, you know, I think I've missed probably one session accidentally in 21 years. You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen for me. I tend to be very reliable, which is one thing you'll find with perseverance mode. Negative, again, is immutability, which is a tendency to just kind of be on a track, even if the track sucks and you can't get off it and you just keep doing it that way. Now, the other mode that you'll find, again, a similar thing about 4 or 5% of the population is in is aggression mode. Now, the positive pole of aggression mode is dynamic, dynamism. Negative is belligerence. So people in aggressive mode tend to be very aggressive. Um, you can usually tell this. They, you know, the positive is they're very, very full of life and energy in a different way than passion mode is. Passion is more almost creative in its approach, where uh, people in aggression mode are really, um, it's like almost like the warrior that charges forward. 
they're rarely afraid of things. They will do things that are really ballsy by other people's standards, um, very empowering um, uh, type of individuals. So the positive pole, again, is dynamic. They can influence other people because you just stand back and say, God, she just is the, I mean, I can't believe how brave she is. She'll do stuff, she'll say things that no one else would do. Um, so there's something very powerful, of course, about people in uh, aggression mode in this positive pole. Of course, its negative pole is belligerence, which is a tendency to be like the, the battering ram that keeps ramming and jabbing and stabbing and pushing and pushing and pushing, even when someone is getting sick of you're pushing in that sense. Um, I have a, a friend of mine whose wife has, uh, has uh, this, this modus operandi of aggression mode, and uh, he loves her to death, but man, she, could be a, she could be really intense when she's on something uh, and fearless. I mean, her telling me that when she was younger, she used to, because she's a good singer, even though it's not her job, she's a mother and is a teacher, but she sings well. She would go to bars and enter karaoke contests to win money to pay her rent when she was in her late teens and early 20s. She just <laughs> didn't hesitate to do it, which is one of the things that's really often interesting about people in aggression mode. Again, I, my joke is I say balls of steel. But on the negative side, yeah, she can be a battering ram um, when she wants it her way in that sense. So, again, the similar dance operates here. If you're in aggression mode and you're getting caught in the trap of belligerence, if you go to the positive pole of perseverance, which is persistence, um, in a healthy way, um, you know, toward a goal, you'll, you'll often get there. People in perseverance mode caught in the trap of immutability can go to the positive pole of aggression mode, which is dynamic. Now, because I'm in perseverance mode, I will do that a lot. I can slide into uh, aggression mode um, really well. I've always been able to do that. I, sometimes when people talk with me, they just see that intensity that starts coming, and I get very, very on something in a way. But when it's positive, uh, I know that I can, I can be very dynamic to people in that sense, in the way that I operate. But I'm grateful I'm not in that mode all the time because it's tiring to me to be dynamic all the time. <laughs> I like my perseverance mode. It makes me want to sit back and chill a lot of times and just slowly work toward goals as opposed to kind of rushing out and pushing toward things. But at least I can. So those are the seven modus operandi. Um, again, remembering that observation mode typically is the most common of modes that people will tend to carry and um, – so, and, and observation mode has the ability to slide to the other modes. So this is kind of good if you have this information. Um, if you weren't able to write, write it all down, you know, listen to the show again, jot the information down on a piece of paper, because it will. A lot of you guys, you're going to kind of get this when you're able to identify other people's modes. But of course, your first thing is identify your own. Because again, then you can discern between the positive and negative poles. But also as you identify other people's modus operandi, it will give you a lot of insight into why someone does something the way that they do. Listen, people cannot really actually change their modes. You have sliding capacity, but you're pretty much wired into whatever mode you were born into. So this is something that I think is really key to remember, but it is helpful when you understand that. I've got two friends that are in, uh, in um, not, uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say power mode, but it's aggression mode. I've got two friends in aggression mode. And it's interesting because I really enjoy them. But uh, some of my other friends will often say, I don't like hanging out with her. She's too pushy. And because I understand this system and I understand astrology as well, it doesn't matter to me if someone's pushy. Listen, I'm not going to get pushed into doing something that I don't want to do. I know that I can even be pushy 
because I have access to that push as well, too. But that's the key is it doesn't bother me. How could you be mad at someone for how they are? So someone could push you all you like, but you're still going to do what you want to do. So even though these friends are pushy, what I like about them is they're dynamic. They will, you know, I like let's go to a comedy show or let's go do karaoke, and they, they'll do it. They're not afraid. That's, that's appealing to me in that sense. But I guess that's the way that I view it, that all the modes have their value. And, uh, again, identifying between the positive and negatives is really, really key to forward movement and growth. Again, to a large extent, you can see this type of dynamic operating with astrology as well, too, when you understand the positive and negative poles of um, astrological signs, um, it gives you a lot of insight into what's working and where there's a negative. So we got a couple of minutes here. Um, I'm almost well, I don't think we have enough time for a call, otherwise I would take one. So let me give you guys the uh, positive and negative poles of all the astrological signs as well, too, because this is a similar type of a correlation um, to consider. So let me run those through for you with the last few minutes of our show here. And uh, we'll go from there. Positive pole of Aries is I exist, and its negative is me first. Positive pole of Taurus is I have, and its negative pole is uh, I indulge. Positive pole of Gemini is I think, and its negative pole is I scheme. Uh, positive pole of Cancer is I feel, and its negative pole is I brood. Positive pole of Leo is I will, and its negative is I pretend. Positive pole of Virgo is I analyze or study, and its negative pole is I worry. Positive pole of Libra is I cooperate, and its negative is I procrastinate. Uh, positive pole of Scorpio is I desire, and its negative is I'm suspicious. Positive pole of Sagittarius is I understand, and its negative is I exaggerate. Positive pole of Capricorn is I use, and its negative is I inhibit. Um, a lot of Capricorns will, will you often see a lot of Caps who are in um, uh, power mode or caution mode, by the way. Uh, you, if you kind of check the words and the dynamic behind it, you can see why that makes sense. Uh, but don't think the negative, the, the positive pole of I use is negative for Caps, by the way. Use means that you're smart, that you use things in a way that's beneficial. Even a bad thing you can turn into a good thing or learn from. So that's what that means. Positive pole of Aquarius is I know. And its negative is I'm unpredictable or I'm unreliable. Um, and for Pisces, the positive pole of Pisces is I believe. And its negative is I escape or run away. So uh, another way of, of viewing things. And that's the thing. You know, the Michael material that I was talking about today is very similar to uh, the, the dance we see with astrology. It's very similar. It's just another way of looking at astrology um, that is really powerful. So I, I'll probably do more shows in the future, and I'll talk about the goals and the Michael material and the attitudes and chief negative features or fear, uh, because it's great material. I teach local classes here, and I'm going to start doing some online seminars in 2014. So if you're getting my monthly column, or you're you know you're signed up for my uh, for for this as well too on, on Blog Talk Radio, but I really suggest uh, look at the column. Go into the chat room, click on the uh, Facebook I like page as well. Mm -hmm. 
I'll give you insight into when I'm doing different classes and things and when I start doing online seminars, which will be very inexpensive. Okay, looks like we're done with time here. My apologies to all my callers. I wish I could have got you a call in uh, next time, and I will get to your calls uh, on the 21st. And I even call in next week's show and talk to Giovanna if you've got some uh, questions about sexual energy and things that we're going to talk about then. If you're not already getting my monthly column, email me at VentureSage at yahoo.com get on the newsletter mailing list if you're looking for a personal session via in phoenix here in my home office or by phone go to my website at jimventura.com i've got a special till the end of this month for 20 dollars off for 45 minute and longer sessions for new clients so grab that up while i still have that because i think i'm going to drop that in december Okay, guys, thank you for tuning to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura. It has been wonderful giving you this information. I hope you got some good um, info out of it and, uh, and that you'll stay in the positive poles of your mode and, your <laughs> and everything else for that matter whenever possible, but don't crucify yourself when you get caught in the negative. We all do, so there's, there's nothing wrong with it. As long as we catch it and understand the difference in the positive and negative poles, we're able to move forward. All right, thanks for tuning into the show, guys. I'll be here next week with Giovanna for our next show and then here on the 21st for our astrology show. And you can call in then and talk about current astrology and your questions. And happy Thanksgiving. Cheers.